Welcome to this, the third in the Brazil Talks webinar series, Sustainability, Innovation and Productivity, organized by the Embassy of Brazil in Berlin and Apex Brazil in partnership with Euractiv. I'm Brian McGuire. You can follow the discussion, hashtag EA Debates, and please tweet your comments using the hashtag. Our social media team uh, will respond there, interact with you directly, and uh, you can send your questions and your comments as well in the chat section to the right uh, using the Slido function there. So send us those uh, straight away as soon as you have something you want to put to the panel. Uh, we'll bring those questions and comments to the panel during the course of the discussion as well. So significant efforts have been made by Brazilian industry in the transformation to a low carbon economy. Focus has been given to lower emissions as well as social and environmental responsibility. Brazilian industry has the potential to become an important player, not only in South America, but also in the global community. Its strength is its capacity as a less pollutive productive base with lower transportation costs due to the country's proximity to many of its consumer markets. The country has already won the cleanest energy matrices of the world and has significant room for improvement from its privileged potential from solar, wind, biomass and hydraulic sources of energy. The Brazilian market for hydrogen is also an example of its innovative and international competitiveness. To discuss Brazilian industry's sustainability and innovative capacity, we have an excellent panel with us today. Let me introduce Bruno Aranha, Director of the Productive and Socio-Environmental Credit Division at the Brazilian Development Bank. Uh, Cristina Alonso, Head of Sustainability at Bayer. Uh, Char Love, Director of Advocacy at Natura and Co. And Priscilla Rocha, Sustainability Supervisor at Volkswagen uh, Truck and Bus. So normally we just give 60 seconds, but we're going to go in a bit more detail uh, today as well. Christina is going to kick off with just uh, a scene setter, and uh, then we'll hear from each of our other uh, speakers as well. Christina, good to see you. Yes, hello, Brian, and thank you for this introduction. Uh, and in first place, I would like really to thank the Embassy of Brazil in Berlin and Apex Brazil for organizing this event and for the kind invitation. I'm really pleased to be here with you today. So I'm representing Bayer, the company I work in since a number of years. And I have to say that I also have a personal connection with Brazil as, as I go, work very closely with with my Brazilian colleagues over many years in, in a role that I have in Latin America. So let me uh, take you through a few slides to explain uh, our company and what are we doing in Brazil to support our planet, uh, to support our people and, and to uh, progress in sustainability. So if you move to the, to the next slide, I can show you or our footprint in Brazil, who we are as Bayer in Brazil. Well, actually, imagine uh, we've been in Brazil now for 125 years. That means we just were born in Brazil uh, before the start of the 20th century. That's a lot of years ago. And this has really built us a solid and strong organization in Brazil. Currently, we have about 6,500 employees working in the areas of health and nutrition in Brazil and supporting the farmers and the customers in Brazil and around the world. Brazil is a very important market for us as a company, given the size, given the, the economical importance and given the agricultural importance of the country. And at the same time, Brazil has a huge industrial importance for us as a company. And let me just give you two examples. For example, 
We have a, a significant number of manufacturing sites in Brazil. Uh, actually, we have three big factories that are production sites. And we also have a, a high number of seeds production sites. So that means sites where we produce seeds that will go to farmers around the world and to support them in, in their crops and in, in, in producing food for us. Um, but at the same time, we have a very strong footprint in research and development, which being an innovation company is just essential. For example, we have an open innovation hub in Brazil. We have a very strong agricultural research unit, for example, working in, in, in diseases on plants that are just very specific for Brazil, like Asian soybean rust. And we have a strong footprint of clinical research in Brazil because actually, for example, Sao Paulo is one of the places where most people study medicines and, and you have a huge uh, number of, of medical doctors uh, with an excellent um, training and excellent university degree that can support us all worldwide. So um, with this uh, background of who we are in Brazil, let me on the next slide show you uh, what are we doing as company, as Bayer globally, uh, towards sustainability. And, and when I talk about sustainability, we really, our, our, our big vision is really to achieve health for all, hunger for none, continuing to work in the areas of health and nutrition. And we want to do that while having and having a positive impact on the planet and on the people living in the planet. So how do we do that? Well, we do both that through the business that we do, the business of, of health and the business of nutrition we are in, and on how we do those business. And for example, we have set to us uh, very clear targets and for just like one, some examples, achieving and reaching um, a big number, and we talk about 100 million, which I think is really a big number of smallholder farmers, supporting them in growing crops and in, in, in growing their economy, in supporting 100 women, million women in, in contraceptive, in model, in model contraception methodologies, and 100 million people in access to healthcare. So I would say that's really uh, making impact at scale. At the same time, the question is on how we do that. And for example, uh, very close to our heart is ensuring the health and the safety of our employees impacting families, impacting communities, which became actually very clear in these uh, times of COVID where we really could use our knowledge being a health company to support our employees in the COVID time, in the many questions that we all had on all these uncertain times and helping and supporting the families and the communities around. Another important area for us is, is diversity and inclusion, and, and Brazil plays a major role in that as, as to other countries, and I will tell you a little bit about that. One of the central pieces of how we do business is contributing to the mitigation of climate change while avoiding the industrialization. That's really our objective. We want to continue um, supporting uh, our customers with our products supporting and progressing innovation and at the same time uh, reducing our GH or greenhouse gases emissions so that we can achieve climate neutrality in our all operations by 2030. But not only that, being an agricultural company, we have a very clear objective on ourselves to support our customers, the farmers, in reducing their own greenhouse gas emissions and the environmental impact of our crop protection. 
fashion products. So um, with that and against its background of our global uh, strategy, let's see what is Brazil doing to support that on the next slide. And uh, it would be very difficult here to, to present everything that Brazil is doing to contribute. I can just tell you that Brazil plays an essential role. And, and give me, I will just give you three examples. For example, the transition to renewable energy, which as we've heard in the introduction from Brian, is really one of the best source countries around the world. So for example, we have uh, completed the transition to renewable energy by in, in all our seed production sites where we, where we uh, grow seeds that will go to farmers, they are now using fully renewable energy. Another very, very important example is, is carbon farming. So usually uh, farmers have, been, uh, have built their economy on producing um, food for us or, or for feed on, and feed for animals. Now they also have the opportunity of, of having an income by capturing carbon from the environment and capturing and, and fixating carbon on soil. And this is another um, entry for their economies. At the same time, this is clearly supporting the, the, the mitigation of climate change. Or a third example, um, or diversity and inclusion um, activities in Brazil that really globally benefit Bayer and of course they benefit Brazil as well. For example, having innovation in Brazil really gives us another source of, of different cultural aspects that is essential for, for an innovative company. And for example, a, a great opportunity also to have great leaders coming from Brazil, like for example, Rodrigo Santos is, uh, is part of our board of management and he's originally from Brazil. So in conclusion, uh, in this just very brief view, I can just tell you and confirm you that Brazil plays a key role for all of us, uh, being a, a key producer of food for all of us and of feed and of food systems, but also uh, the presence of Bayer in Brazil plays an essential role both for us as a company and to provide our innovative products, but also to deliver on the sustainability assets and and commitments that we have to benefit people and to benefit the planet. Thank you very much for giving these first minutes for the introduction and I hand over to you, Brian. Thank you, Christina, that's excellent. And uh, let's move now to Priscilla. Priscilla, the floor is yours. Hi, Brian. Hi, everyone. First of all, I'd like to thank you very much for the invitation for being here today in this panel with such a good companies with the BNDES as well. It is a pleasure for us here in Brazil to have this opportunity to show what we have been doing here. That uh, considering the time that we have no time, this decade is the decade where we need to have good actions. We need to to stranger our actions towards a really good uh, sustainability in our world. So uh, I brought a couple of slides as well, just for showing the company. Uh, this is a difficult name, as I know, for German people to say, because since my company is, is really German, the Volkswagen, uh, we call here in Brazil the Volkswagen Caminhões e Ônibus, the Volkswagen Truck and Bus. This is a business of Volkswagen Group, 
that is under the Trayton holding. Now, this is a very important holding for Volkswagen Group related to truck and bus business. Under this holding, we have also MIN Group, we have uh, Scania, Navistar, and uh, Rio, that is a platform of connectivity for trucks and buses. Uh, I've been here in the company just for seven months, but uh, my journey in sustainability had started uh, uh, 20 years ago when I started in the paper and milk company, then after in chemical, uh, in uh, companies of uh, industry representatives, and now in Volkswagen coming on the Onibus, where we have uh, this challenge of uh, striving and accelerate sustainability because we know that we have a very important role in this matter so far. So you can go in the next slide, please. Just bringing a profile of the company, uh, this business here in Brazil, the truck and bus business started in 1981. Uh, as I told you, this is under Trayton Group. We have operations here in Brazil, Resende actually in Rio de Janeiro and in Mexico. We also count on 360 dealers for selling the product and also have a partnership with the manufacturing. Uh, and this site, uh, this plant, is has very interesting concept so far because it was created in a concept of partnership. What is that? This is we call here a modular consortium. This is where the supplier, instead of just supplying the raw materials and the the parts, it is uh, responsible also for assembling all the components for building the vehicle, and uh, we are pretty sure during the, all these years that uh, it is good and it helps the manufacturing inside the, the process, uh, the sustainability, because we share resources, we share utilities, we have the same goals related to uh, reduction, wastes, energy, and the other uh, environmental aspect, environmental and social aspects. And also, uh, it helps us in, in the cost of the product production. So this is a different concept that we are really proud about and all the employees, and I, I will show uh, in other slides. Could you go in the next, please? Yes. So just again, uh, just for all the audiences have an idea where the company are, the truck and bus business, so we are in Brazil, in Mexico, where we have the most important manufacturing, and we have also partnership with the brands of Trayton's Group, MAN in Philippines, uh, and also in South Africa. Can go ahead, please. Uh, so here are the line. Uh, again, I brought it to that because as this is a different. Uh, a sort of business that Volkswagen has, uh, I, I, I like to show what are the products that we are talking about. And it's easy to see how important is our role in decarbonization and circular economy, considering our business so far. So here we have the products, all the, the trucks. And the last one, the, the, the little uh, blue one, is one of the... The, the proudest product that we have so far because it is the first 100% electrical 
truck produced here in Brazil. So this is a little truck, let's call it like that. Uh, it's, it can have uh, 11 tons and uh, 14 tons of products inside it. And uh, it goes to cities normally, and it's focused on urban um, uh, roads inside the city. So uh, this is one of our proudest products as well, so far considering all our sustainability strategy. Next, please. And talking about the, the sustainability, uh, we know that we can do nothing without our people here in the company. So that's why I brought here this slide that uh, means a lot for us. Uh, I brought uh, this uh, index, the first index, the 96% uh, of index in the employee satisfaction. Even in the, in the pandemic time, we had a good satisfaction of our employees. The company in Rio de Janeiro is considered the best company for working, for, uh, from great place to work uh, in Brazil. And uh, the company is one of the best companies to work in Brazil for 10 years in a row. And it is among the top 10 best health management companies in Brazil. So just for showing how important people are for us and how important they they are for our sustainability strategy as well. Please the next. And talking about the sustainability, um, our strategy is based on important drivers that uh, helps us to move forward and to strengthen each time better for achieving uh, and for strengthening the responsible company role that we have and uh, we, we created by analyzing a materiality responsibility of the business, considering our role in helping the sustainable development goals, our role of uh, uh, being in compliance or uh, being uh, in compliance with the ESG framework. So, we, we have different drivers, we have different stakeholders that uh, influence the business and they help us to contrast, to, to construct, to build uh, our, our strategy, sustainability strategy. That is based in, in the E, in the environment, decarbonization, circular economy, in the S, the social, diversity, eco uh, and inclusion and the governance uh, related to all the, the management, the compliance, the ethical process that we have for making the sustainability becoming a reality every single day and every single practice that we have in the company. Next, please. Bringing here a couple of examples of what we have been doing considering all these drivers. Uh, we have uh, in the environmental area a very strong uh, working on decarbonization. Of course, that is just not in the product, but considering that the product is the most important way, of course. But we had also we have also working on the manufacturing, the supply chain, the raw materials, all uh, the, the raw materials supply in, in the companies. 
uh, inbound and outbound process. Uh, and we are we have been preparing the company for joining the science-based uh, target initiative from the UN Global Compact, which, which will be a very uh, high and good challenge for us, since, since we believe that uh, the, the targets ha have been built in a very scientific and trustful way. Uh, we have been working, of course, in, in the certifications of the, the systems, the managed environmental management systems, the energy management systems, and also the, the health and safety system so far. And as I told you before, the circular economy. Circular economy is the key for a decarbonization. Without circular economy, we have no decarbonization because when we have a good circular economy management in, in, the, in the whole life cycle of the product, of course, that we will we, we use a renewable resource we will have productions based on bio-based products. We will save energy. We, we won't have any sort of waste sent, sent to the landfill because it is loss of money. It is loss of a good environmental management. It is, it is totally losses in, in the process. So circular economy has been a very important driver for us. Uh, since the last year, we have an MOU with a, a good university here in Brazil, the University of the State of Rio de Janeiro, where we could find the uh, Ellen MacArthur Foundation tools for helping us in leverage our circular economy process. So we have been using that and we have been getting, uh, having very good results so far. Considering the social uh, we believe that uh, without diversity and inclusion, without having uh, a, a pluralism production, pluralism uh, activities, we won't have success. We need to have it because it brings us innovation, it brings us more creative process, it brings us results, and this is our responsibility as well as a responsible company. So. This is something that we have been working here very hard. The mental health process, mainly in the pandemic, it's, it also pushes us to go more forward related to our responsibility and what we can do for our employees, for their families also, considering the mental health. Uh, barometer survey I have just spoken, and a great place to work. And considering the governance, of course, that for managing and for challenging all this process to become true, we need to have governance and our CEO in front of us uh, helping us to, to make it feasible, being a responsible company and very sustainable one, considering uh, the process, the value chain, the product, and all the integrity, compliance, and human rights. So uh, next slide, please. So in a very quick time, uh, I hope that I could show the profile of the company and where we want to, to arrive, right? To have products, uh, clean products, automated, connected, and could help us in this decarbonization journey. And thank you. I haven't done Okay. Priscilla. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Priscilla. Excellent. I have a lot to digest there. We'll come back to a lot of that in just a moment as well. Let's uh, hear from Char now as well. Char, with you. 
Thank you very much. Although I feel like I'm going to practice some of my Portuguese here and say tuta bem to those of you who are from Brazil and, and speak the language. Uh, thank you. This has already been an extraordinary conversation. So I'm very grateful to the organizers and to my fellow panelists. I am learning a lot actually on, in this conversation. Um, and actually what I was hoping to do in, in the time that I have is, is to bring a, a slightly different perspective to um, this topic today. And actually it's because I am very new in my role. I've only been in this role for uh, just, just under a month actually. So as I said, I am learning every day and, um, and getting to appreciate the really wonderfulness of, of being in a business like Natura and Co that has deep, deep roots in Brazil. Um, and because of that, actually, I thought I would tell a little bit of the story of why I chose to work at Natura and Co. Um, I've actually come from a background in consulting. I've been an entrepreneur and started a business. Um, I've also been a teacher at Oxford University. And actually, I have to say some of the words we've already been hearing today in these presentations are very much in the course that I've been involved with, which is all on regeneration and circularity and the circular economy. Um, and I've also been a movement builder, working with movements of companies that want to drive change. Um, but when it came to it and the opportunity arose to join Natura & Co., I didn't even think twice because I think this company has so much magic in it. Um, Priscilla, you, you said something that really kind of gave me a bit of uh, goosebumps. You said, we have no time to lose. And so in the spirit of no time to lose, I thought I would share the four things that make me very proud and very excited to be working at a Brazilian company, a Natura, Natura & Co. Now, let me just start with the first reason, which is actually the story of the founders of Natura & Co. And here they are, these three amazing Brazilians. And this phrase that you can see on this slide is something that I'm growing to learn and feel so deeply, this idea of bem estar bem, which is well-being and being well. Now, the personal story of these founders who began this company, who started this company, is based on this idea that they saw and they really believed in the importance of well-being and the natural world and the connection between people and nature. And they also had such a deep passion and respect for the importance of relationship. So Natura & Co. is a beauty business and they believed really that beauty and this industry in itself could be a very powerful instrument to help people develop their sense of self-perception and self-esteem. And, and as I've gotten to know um, the founders and, and some of the, the things that they've been sharing, what I would also say is not just the words, but it's almost the sparkle and the magic that they bring. It is truly inspiring. And I certainly find that being part of a company that has such a deep and strong origin story um, has, is, is feeding its way through the entire business now, which is obviously global in nature. Maybe the next slide will describe a little bit about the second thing that makes me so excited to work at Natura & Co. And that is because of the focus on the Amazon. Now, we've already heard a little bit from some of the other panelists of how important um, Brazil is and the natural ecosystems. And we all, I think, know that the Amazon in itself is sort of the lungs of the planet. And the Amazon is a really critical piece to the Natura & Co story because, in fact, so much of the inspiration of the products 
for the, that are offered through Natur and Co come from this idea of what we can learn from the biological and ecosystem services that exist in the Amazon. So it's really important for the company and sort of the, the uniqueness of what the company is able to offer through its beauty products to have this really close connection to the Amazon. It allows company to really understand what are some of the innovations that are happening and where and how the company and those who are building these products can work in harmony and in sync with some of the indigenous communities that know the Amazon so well. I'm happy to share a little bit more about how we do that, but one very clear example is how in Natura, we actually have one of our factories that's located right in the Amazon. And again, that's in order to ensure the really direct proximity um, to the amazing, sort of wonderful and extraordinary uh, things that exist in that Amazon and how that then connects into the business and the products that the business creates. Um, the next slide shows the third thing that makes me really excited about being at Natura & Co. And that has to do with something actually, Priscilla, that you were also mentioning, which is this importance of governance. When it comes to addressing these huge challenges we're facing in the world, I think it's really important for us to think about both what we do and how we behave as businesses. And I am so proud of Natura & Co. because it was the first multinational company um, to list and to certify as a B Corp. Now, some of you may not be as familiar with what a B Corp is. The B Corp is a for-profit business that operates very explicitly to drive um, benefits for shareholders and stakeholders. Um, and that's both in terms of how they operate. So it looks at their governance, how it engages with its local communities, how it treats its workers, how it thinks about the environment, but also what it's in the business of doing. And the B Corp process goes through an, you go through an assessment to become a B Corp and you have to reach a very, very high threshold on these different elements in order to certify as a B Corp. The other thing you have to do is change your legal articles and again, actually make it absolutely explicit that the director's duties must be to equally consider shareholders and stakeholders. Now, this movement has been growing over very, very many years, uh, but one of the real important milestones in this movement was Natura becoming, again, the first business to, to be a certified B Corp and to be listed. Um, there are now other businesses that are in that, that category, but I really um, deeply respect the leadership of a Brazilian company to be out in front um, in, in the world in terms of showing what's possible and what it means to be a business that really embeds this sense of purpose and responsibility and action into its very core. And the other thing I'll just sort of add in addition to this is it's, it's also as a company recognizing that um, we need to find ways for many businesses to embrace these similar ways of operating. And so at COP26, we had members of our team engaged in many different activities, but one of them was around this idea of where and how the rules of how governments can engage in some of and support businesses, such as those that are um, looking to looking to run in this sort of ways, is is part of what um, Natura and Co is doing. So it's really engaging with the communities um, and engaging with the conversations with governments on how do we create the sort of rules of the game that really allow businesses to thrive and both you know be profitable as we as we've discussed, but also to have absolute impact. 
Now, the last uh, slide I want to bring to, to sort of share my story of, again, why I'm so excited um, to be spending my time at a Brazilian company is actually more to do with how business gets done. And, and I have to say, in the month that I've been working at Natura Co., um, I've learned so much in terms of how the warmth and the energy and the excitement and the joy and the deep passion of the people that work in this company is truly infectious. And I've learned a really special word, which is why I've got this slide up here, um, which is probably not the slide that many people are expecting in a presentation like this. But this idea of Jinga, you know, you dance and you have a sense of movement to what you're doing and you bring your whole self to the challenges at hand. I personally think that that's the kind of energy that's going to help us really address some of the challenges we're facing on the planet. And I think that there's something about the spirit of bringing the joy and unlocking you know, the best that we have inside of us. And in my month at, at Naturenko, I've certainly been feeling that. So I hope these reflections complement some of the other presentations you've heard with these incredible strategies that my fellow panelists have been discussing as it relates to the work that they're doing in Brazil. I wanted to add a slightly more personal and human experience um, to why I've been really enjoying my journey working in a Brazilian company. So thank you, Brian, and thank you to the fellow panelists. Ciao, thank you. Bruno, over to you. But just before we, we hear from you, let's uh, hear from some of our audience as well. Please send in your comments and your questions. We're going to put those uh, to the panel in just a moment. Bruno, the floor is yours. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here uh, with Christina, Chairman, uh, and all, all of you, uh, Priscilla as well. Uh, BNDS uh, is the Brazilian Development Bank. Uh, is the main financial agency for development uh, here in Brazil uh, since its foundation in 1952. Uh, BNDES has played uh, a fundamental role in stimulating the expansion of industry and infrastructure here in Brazil uh, over, the, over the course of the banking history. Uh, its operations have evolved uh, in, accord, in, in accordance with the Brazilian uh, social and economic challenges uh, and now uh, they include support for exports, uh, technological innovation, uh, sustainable social environmental development, and the, the modernization of public administration. Uh, of course, be, uh, uh, the bank offers uh, uh, several uh, financial support mechanisms to the Brazilian companies of all sizes as well as uh, public administration entities enabling uh, investments in all uh, economic sectors and um, in a supported undertaking uh, from analysis phases up to the monitoring uh, the NDS emphasizes three factors uh, it considers tragic uh, innovation local development and social environmental uh, development uh, but uh, 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 I, I think that I, I will uh, stress some points here. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, it's a pleasure to be with uh, Volkswagen, Natura, and Bayer, which are uh, uh, long, long partnerships, uh, our special clients here in Brazil. And uh, as uh, um, Christina said, uh, Brazil uh, has an essential uh, contribution uh, to, to sustainability in the world and uh, spe specifically in net zero transition 
for the multinationals industries. So um, in the in the in the whole transition for a, a net zero economy, uh, Brazil could be an option for all the multinational industries uh, to get the, the, the net zero. Uh, for example, if you think uh, uh, in the Volkswagen and automotive uh, industries, we have a, a bioethanol route here in Brazil, the possibility of the construction of hybrid vehicles, uh, full cells, the uh, using of biomethane, uh, uh, so we have uh, a lot of alternatives in order to decrease the emissions of this industry and uh, uh, Volkswagen is already doing uh, a very important, uh, 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 very important uh, uh, route in this sense. Uh, so Volkswagen here in Brazil, it's, uh, it's playing a, a main role uh, in the transition to the net zero of uh, Volkswagen uh, in the whole world. Uh, I visited uh, recently our uh, uh, its factory here in Sao Paulo. It's, it was the first factory abroad, uh, Germany. Uh, it was constructed in Sao Paulo. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure that we supported uh, this construction as, uh, as the president of Mountain Bank. Uh, also, Bayer, if you think in agriculture and chemistry, uh, you can use uh, biomass uh, uh, in order to, to, to the transition from chemical to a biochemical uh, industry. Uh, also, the regenerative agriculture, that would be a possibility uh, here in Brazil. Um, as uh, Christina said, uh, Bayer is doing a great job in order to see how to capture the carbon uh, in our ag agriculture and consider this carbon as a as a credit that could be uh, 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 can could be uh, used and offset and could be transacted uh, 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 around the, the country. Uh, the productivity of the agriculture uh, we have a lot of degraded land that we can uh, increase the productivity of our agriculture in the bio uh, uh, is playing uh, a big role uh, uh, is in, in the support of uh, increases uh, um, productivity. And also uh, uh, at, at least uh, uh, Natura, which is a, a, Brazilian, a Brazilian company uh, thinking about uh, bioeconomy as uh, chairman said uh, 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 how how can uh, how can uh, we we need to take care of the people in order to take care of the forest so uh, 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 we we have the the we have the the biggest uh, biodiversity of the world so uh, uh, we have a huge opportunity for cosmetics for pharmaceutical industries so uh, uh, here is in, and also we have a history of uh, supporting Natura and expansion uh, in Sao Paulo and also in the, in the Amazon. Uh, you are uh, of course doing a great job. It's, uh, it's, uh, we, we are proud of you. And uh, well, we have also 
green uh, green uh, uh, hydrogen uh, that could be we could be as a, as a, as a country uh, a huge platform to export green uh, hydrogen to Europe and, uh, and, uh, in a safe route. So there are a lot of opportunities here in Brazil for investments. And uh, I would like to say that uh, uh, BNDS uh, certainly will be a partner, partner of uh, all the country, all the countries and all the companies that would like to invest here in Brazil. Bruno, thank you. Uh, I'm going to come back to, to something Bruno touched on there. It's just the sheer scale of, of uh, opportunity in Brazil. It's not just the size of the population, the size of the land, but the, the natural resources it has available as well. Uh, as a, a declaration of interest as well, my wife is Brazilian and will be in Brazil uh, for a few weeks in June. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. But to, to know the country is to, to know the scale of it as well. Priscilla, you know, in terms of bus fleet, for example, Brazil has four times the size of bus fleet uh, that the United States has. I'm based in Washington today. And you know, for, for a company like yours, that's uh, just a, a massive opportunity, and especially as you make this transition to uh, more electric uh, vehicles as well and the, the specialization for uh, carbon uh, reduction across the fleet uh, too. Is this what you see in Brazil, scale of opportunity, Priscilla? Hi, Brian. Thanks for your, your question. Yes, we see a very huge opportunity considering our bioeconomy, as Bruno also mentioned. We have a very clean matrix here. Uh, and the last report that I saw, our matrix, our energy, energy matrix grid, uh, it had 86% uh, of electric energy from hydric or wind or solar or biomass, as was mentioned. So this is one of most important um, drive and push that we could, could have here because of our, our reach in the biodiversity. And also we have the, the bioeconomy as well related to what nature could uh, provide to us, of course, that in a very responsible and accountable way, because it, it, it is good and it, it is possible. Here in Brazil, uh, I, I always used to say that we need three actors action in the decarbonization and the, the, the sustainability matters. That is the financial sector, as Bruno is here to, to show that how important is the to have the support, the financial support, and the responsible support for that, looking for sustainable investments. The other actor is the government with policies. Like here in Brazil, we have a policy for the genetic heritage that we have in the country. We have uh, recently a program of uh, fleet renewal. That is something that we have been here in Volkswagen working for a long time for trying to, to make it feasible. This isn't the very beginning, but this is a step to have the fleet renewable because uh, this is the, the, the old fleet um, could emit uh, a very um, great amount of uh, pollutants, not only the, the, the greenhouse gas, but also 
air emission pollutants as well. And the third sector is uh, us, the, 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 the companies that are here, the companies that can come here for helping us and for helping the, the companies in other sites abroad as well. So this is a good opportunity for sure. Thank you. Just uh, before I uh, turn to Christina a second, uh, Priscilla, you talked about transparency with investors as well. Now, it, particularly in Europe, uh, corporate governance requires a certain uh, level of transparency to achieve uh, climate goals as well in terms of uh, green investments. Uh, too. Is Brazil an economy where you see that uh, transparency is possible, that these, uh, these green investment strategies can invest their money uh, with confidence? Priscilla. Yes. Yes, Brian, thanks again. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Um, and as I told you, this, these reactors are also working in this transparency investment and green investment. So recently here in our um, agency that manages all the investments here, the CVM, we had a, a direction, the direction 59, if I not make a mistake, uh, that requires the companies that has their open capital to relate and to report the greenhouse gas emissions and other ESG components. And if it, the company doesn't report, it needs to explain. So reporter explain. This is something very good that has been uh, uh, bringing to, to Brazil. And us as a multinational company, we have also the directives from Europe that we need to follow as well. Under the Triton Group, recently we, we need our report published in the Triton uh, website and also the non-financial report with the ESG components as well. And besides that, we have another eye in, in, in our activities that is the, the, rate, the, the ranking uh, index like ISS, Sustainalytics, MSCI and others, besides, of course, our society that has been asking and uh, require us to go move, to move forward faster as, as possible. Okay. Thank you, Priscilla. Christina, uh, you spoke about Brazil as having huge industrial importance, and you also mentioned about the education, you specifically mentioned doctors in Sao Paulo as well. My experience has been that Brazil has a, a highly educated workforce as well, and when it comes to innovation, a company li like yours depends on uh, high levels of education, depends on innovative capacity as well to get that industrial uh, leverage. Is, is this what you see in Brazil? It's, it's a, a place where uh, Europeans can can work with like-minded individuals who are ambitious, well-skilled, highly educated. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Brian, and and I want to to thank also Priscilla and Char for and Bruno for for sharing their their views. I have also learned a lot, so it's great. Um, yes, absolutely. I mean, I. I just think that in today's world is not debatable um, that countries like Brazil have just the same, absolutely the same quality of education at all levels as other countries do, as countries in Europe do, as countries in, in North America or in Asia do. I think it's just it just speaks for itself. So um, I think we all need to, to evolve maybe from some older mindsets that think, well, per se, one country will have better education than others. 
I think just um, a country like Brazil always impresses me. And when we look at certain areas, like for example, the healthcare environments or everything related to, to agricultural science, it's just impressive just because of the importance that, that agriculture has in, in, in the country. Uh, so sometimes I think we, we still might have in some areas a little bit of bias just because we don't know the people and, and it's time really to, to move on. Uh, I was reading also a comment uh, this week that said, well, also when people speak with a, with a little bit of accent, for example, English, for example, like I do, I have a Spanish accent. Well, it means actually that I speak at least one other language. So, uh, so also something to consider no? and be proud of it. So when I read that, I'm proud of my accent. Um, now, but the other thing that is really essential for innovation is to have different mindsets coming to the table. I had the luxury of uh, living two years in Mexico while working for Bayer, and that was my learning how to get to different solutions to solve problems. And this is just something we, you can get only when you work through different cultures. And that's the magnitude of the richness that Brazil brings to, to, to the global scope. I increasingly American kids now think that I don't speak proper English as well. Um, I think that's a problem that's not going to be overcome easily. Uh, just on as well, Bruno, uh, you, you have different programs uh, at the bank as well. I think one is called uh, Amazonia Viva as well. Can you explain to us a little bit about that and how that leads to a greater uh, climate impact? Well, uh, uh uh, yes, uh, uh, living forests is a uh, it's a uh, it's a movement, uh, a partnership between uh, BNDS and uh, and local companies. Uh, uh, that it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a movement that uh, got around uh, five uh, five hundred million reais of grants in order to reforestate. Uh, Four different uh, bio uh, uh, ecosystems in Brazil, uh, which means uh, Amazon forest, uh, Atlantic forest, Cerrado, and Caatinga. Uh, this partnership involves different companies of different sectors. Um, for example, Petrobras, Vale um heineken uh philip morris um itaipu um energiza and eva and other companies and also two states of brazil mato grosso do sul and rio de janeiro uh so the idea is to refer state um until i think um uh, 33 uh, 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 33,000 hectares and in Brazil in these different biomes and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, this reforestation will be, uh, at, uh, conservation units, um, indigenous okay, areas. So basically uh, European companies to European companies that can participate in this kind of program as well, I guess, and so they can have a direct impact yeah. on, on reforestation, of decarbonization. Of right. please. Let me, let me, let me just turn to... Uh, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time for more Sorry. detail now, but I, 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 if you want, we can... 
Hey, hey, I wanted to touch on green hydrogen as well. You mentioned green hydrogen in your introduction uh, earlier. Um, you know, Europe is facing an energy crisis now because of the conflict in Ukraine. Um, and even if it wasn't facing an energy crisis, it needs to diversify and and move in different directions with its uh, energy use. You know, does Brazil see the export of green hydrogen uh, to the European market, the participation of European companies in that process as well uh, as, as an, uh, an investment opportunity? And secondly, as well, the, the electrification of cars, as well, I think your Brazilian company, uh, WEG, uh, has a, a complete line of charging stations as well. Now, Europe has a, a grand ambition to uh, move towards electric vehicles. We don't seem to have the charging stations uh, around uh, Europe to any significant degree yet. Do you see Brazil participating in that uh, with European companies as well? Yeah, of course. Uh, as I said, I, I think that Brazil could be a, a, a international platform for export the uh, uh, green hydrogen. Uh, as uh, Priscilla said, uh, we have a, 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 a green matrix, uh, energy matrix here in Brazil. We have wind, we have solar, and we have water. So. We could be uh, 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 the the main supplier of, uh, to Europe of green uh, uh, hydrogen. Uh, we have we have a specific characteristics characteristics here in Brazil uh, for electrification. So we have different rules in order to be clean, and I think that green uh, hydrogen and also bio uh, biofuels. Uh, could be uh, 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 an alternative for Brazil, uh, as well as electrification. But we will have different solutions for different uh, problems or situations. So uh, okay. we can be also a, a very important uh, supplier for a sustainable aviation fuel also uh, with our okay. biofuels here producing in Brazil. Thank you. Uh, we got a couple of questions. Uh, we started a couple of minutes late, so we're going to run just five minutes uh, longer. And uh, so we have a couple of questions, then uh, we'll have to wrap up fairly quickly. So any comments, please send them right now. Um, this one, I think we'll try Priscilla first. Uh, Delano Mendez from uh, Federal University of Bahia. How do you see the importance of the carbon market uh, selling uh, by carbon emission reduction to the feasibility of the carbon net zero projects? Priscilla, be able to answer that? Yes, for sure. And thanks for the good question so far. Yeah, uh, carbon market is a, is a mechanism also uh, related in Paris Agreement. So we have been discussing that a lot. Also in Brazil, we have a, a project of law that is in place related to that. So this is something that uh, that are it means opportunity for the companies and the activists that can capture the, the carbon, and this is an opportunity for the activists that, depending on the business, can't go uh, forward to the net zero strictly and needs to compensate that. So the carbon market will be uh, a another solution it is not the only but it will be another and very important solution and besides that it exists the mitigation right so the mitigation needs to be 
uh, work very hard. And again, using the renewable resources, changing process, it is not easy. We are in this place in now working on that. We know that it's not easy, but it, we know that it's necessary. So, and, and this is the time. And I hope that I answered the question. Thank you, you did. Uh, Christina Fedado, uh, she has a question, maybe, uh, Christina, uh, also you want to have a go at this one, just ties on to what uh, Priscilla just said. Uh, she said, thanks a lot for the interesting presentations and insights. I would like to know from the companies what will be their vision of sustainable market in their sectors and how prepared they feel to face big changes in their business models into this. Uh, Christina, just this is focus on the, the preparation for big changes in the business model. Uh, for Bayer, what does that mean? How is that translated in terms of moving uh, your sustainability criteria in, into the Brazilian market and seeing real, real results? Yeah. So from the uh, from the many areas I could talk about, uh, let me talk about um, about the the role in, that we have in agriculture and in farming. That's where we really see a huge innovation coming through. I mean, we are in a moment where we see that climate change, biodiversity protection, and food production are intimately together, and together they also impact in human uh, well-being. So we cannot work on any of them at cost of the others. So we have to protect biodiversity and increase biodiversity while preventing and mitigating climate change and continue to ensure adequate food production. And that's really where we need innovation at most and innovation in all angles, innovation in the products we provide to the, to the farmers, in the seeds we provide to the farmers, but also innovation in precision agriculture so that we can target products where they are needed and innovation in the markets and in the for example in the carbon markets in the use of the products in the in the way that the farmers who are the expert farms so that we can learn from them so this is one of the areas where really sustainability plays at most ensuring also food production for all of us which now with the ukraine war we see how important and relevant that is Excellent. Thank you. We're pretty close on time right now. I just want to ask each of our panelists to give their, their sound bite to wrap up their takeaway uh, for today. Uh, Charmian, can we start with you? 30 seconds, your, your final take on today. Oh, 30 seconds. That's really hard, especially with all the richness of the conversation that we've just had in these questions. I think my takeaway is that really this is an extraordinary moment and that all businesses um, need to be aiming high, digging deep and finding ways to join forces in partnership with others. And that Brazil and the Brazilian businesses, because of all the things we've talked about today, um, have an incredible both role to play in setting the pace, but also provide incredible partnership opportunities for other businesses that want to connect in on these really important topics we've covered. So thank you, Brian, and thank you to the panelists. I learned a lot. I think you hit your 30 seconds right on. Thanks so much, Char. And uh, Bruno, 30 seconds, your takeaway for today. I would like to, to thank you for everyone saying that Brazil is in a democracy, have educated people, a robust legal system, a green energy system, uh, very, very, very green, uh, sophisticated financial institutions. So uh, uh, you are in entire disposal to be a partner of investments here in Brazil. Thank you very much. Bruno, thank you, succinct and excellent. And uh, let's go to uh, Christina. Christina, you have 30 seconds. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, it's, it's time for action. 
it's it's really now we have an opportunity to to change and to mitigate uh, climate change and to to um, benefit planet benefit people it's time for action now no institution will manage this alone and no country will manage this alone so it's time to collaborate and it's time to work with countries like with brazil to make this happen thank you thank you christina priscilla last word okay uh, so thank you for the panel with uh, such a great uh, people and industries and opportunity for sharing uh, practices and knowing more. Uh, my my mention my is is just uh, let's thinking of the SDG 17 the partnership. Let's use them to great to go together in the decarbonization and circular economy and to trying the best as we can to make a world better for people and for the environment. Thank you, Priscilla. Thanks to Bruno, to Christina, to Charmian, and to Priscilla for our excellent contributions today. I think it's clear uh, Brazil is uh, a land of opportunity and uh, one whose time has come. Uh, and also to thank uh, the uh, Brazilian, the Embassy of Brazil in Berlin and Apex uh, Brazil for their partnership with Euractive today. And don't forget the Euractive team, uh, always behind the camera in the studio in Brussels. We have Zoran, Malta, Tamar, Bonya, and Agath as well. So thanks uh, to all the crew uh, there. Thank you for your questions and for your, uh, your patience and your participation today. Uh, you'll be able to review this uh, presentation and this discussion uh, online very shortly. Follow the uh, social media accounts for the links and you can share that and follow up as well directly with the participants uh, too. So I wish you a good day wherever you are. Thank you. <laughs>